nor touch, nor taste, nor hearing hast thou now. Thou livest in a world of signs and types, the presentations of most holy truths, living and strong, thou hast by right. No converse with aught else beside thyself, but lest so soon a solitude should load and break thy being in mercy are vouchafed, and lower measures of perception, which seems to thee as though channels brought through ears or nerves or palate which are gone. And thou art wrapped and swathed around in dreams, dreams that are true, yet enigmatical, for the belonging of the present state, save through such symbols, come not home to thee. And thus thou tellest of space and time and size, of fragrant, solid, bitter, musical, of fire and of refreshment after fire. And let us use similitude of earth to aid thee in thy knowledge thou dost ask, an ice which blisters may be said to burn. Nor haste now extension with its parts, correlative long habit cozens thee, nor power to move thyself, nor limbs to move. Haste thou not heard of those who, after loss of hand or foot, still cried that they had pains in hand or foot, as though they had it still. Is it now with thee, who hast not lost thy hand or foot, but all which made up man. So will it be until the joyous day of resurrection, when thou wilt regain all thou hast lost, new-made and glorified. How, even now, the consummated saints see God in heaven, I may not explicate. Meanwhile, let it suffice thee to possess such means of converse are as granted thee. Though, tell that beautific vision, thou art blind, for even thy purgatory, which comes like fire, is fire without its light. One of my uh, favorite uh, Jack Nicholson impressions. It was super quick. It was on an SNL thing, and I forget the premise, but they bring him on, and it was so true to Jack Nicholson. I actually think that he said this, even though he didn't. He sits down, the the actor doing the impression, and he goes, "Yeah, Batman, it's coming out in a couple of years. Just planting the seed. Don't even think about it, but just you know, a couple years down the road, Jackie's backy as the Joker." And I'm like, to this day, I'm like, yeah, that sounds like what Jack Nicholson would do. He would just stop an interview to talk about how he's going to be the Joker in a couple of years. 
<laughs> Mostly, you can tell I just like doing my uh, I just like doing my Jack Nicholson impression. That's pretty much just an excuse to launch into that. All right, my beloved angel, I am nearly mad about you, as much as one can be mad. I cannot bring together two ideas that you do not interpose yourself between them. I can no longer think of anything but you. In spite of myself, my imagination carries me to you. I grasp you, I kiss you, I caress you. A thousand of the most amorous caresses take possession of me. As for my heart, there you will always be. Very much so. I have a delicious sense of you there. But my God, what is to become of me? if you have deprived me of my reason. This is monomania which, this morning, terrifies me. I rise up every moment saying to myself, Come, I am going there. Then I sit down again, moved by my sense of obligations. There is a frightful conflict. This is not life. I have never been like that. You have devoured everything. I feel foolish and happy as soon as I think of you. I whirl round in a delicious dream in which, in one instant, I live a thousand years. What a horrible situation. Overcome with love, feeling love in every pore, living only for love, and seeing oneself consumed by griefs and caught in a thousand spider's threads. Oh, my darling, you did not know it. I picked up your card. It is there before me, and I talk to you as if you were there. I see you as I did yesterday. Beautiful. Astonishingly, astonishingly beautiful. Yesterday, during the whole evening, I said to myself, She is mine. Ah. The angels are not as happy in paradise as I was yesterday. All this time, I had gone on loving Dora harder than ever. Her idea was my refuge in disappointment and distress, and made some amends to me even for the loss of my friend. The more I pitied myself or pitied others, the more I sought for consolation in the image of Dora. The greater the accumulation of deceit and trouble in the world, the brighter and the pure shone the star of Dora high above that world. I don't think I had any definitive idea where Dora came from or in what degree she was related to a higher order of beings. But... I am quite sure I should have scouted the notion of her being simply human, like any other young lady, with indignation and contempt. If I may so express it, I was steeped in Dora. I was not merely over head and ears in love with her. I was saturated through and through. Enough <clears throat> love might be 
wrung out of me, metaphorically speaking, to drown anyone in. And yet, there would have remained enough within me and all over me to pervade my entire existence. The first thing I did on my own account when I came back was to take a night walk to Norwood and, like the subject of a venerable riddle of my childhood, to go round and round the house without ever touching the house, thinking about Dora. I believe the theme of this incomprehensible conundrum was the moon. No matter what I was in, I... The moonstruck slave of Dora preambulated around and around the house and garden for two hours, looking through crevices in the paling, getting my chin by dint of violent exertion above the rusty nails on top, blowing kisses at the lights in the windows, and romantically calling on the night and intervals, shielding my Dora. I don't exactly know what from, I suppose, from fire, from mice, to which she had great objection. My love was so much in my mind, and it was so natural to me to confide in Peggotty. When I found her again by my side, with an evening of an old set of industrial implements, busily making the tour of my wardrobe, that I imparted to her, in a sufficiently roundabout way, my great secret. Peggotty was strongly interested, but I could not get her into my view of the case at all. She was audaciously prejudiced in my favor, and quite unable to understand why I should have any misgivings or be lowly spirited about it. The young lady might think herself well off, she observed, to have such a bow. And, as to her pa, she said, what did the gentleman expect, for gracious sake? You are tired, I think, of always puzzled of living of doing, and so am I. Come with me, then, and we'll leave it far and far away. Only you and I understand. You have played, I think, and broke the toys you were fondest of, and a a little tired now, tired of things that break, and just tired. So am I. But I come with a dream in my eyes tonight, and knock with a rose at the hopeless gate of your heart, open to me for I will show you the places that nobody knows, and, if you like, the perfect places of sleep. Ah, come with me. I'll blow you that wonderful bubble, the moon, that floats forever and a day. I'll sing you that jackaneth song of the probable stars. I will attempt the unstartled steeps of dreams until I find the only flower, which shall keep, I think, your little heart while the moon comes out of the sea. E. E. Cummings
Let's do some quick quotes. I liked it last time a whole lot. Let's do some quick quotes. If you have a quick thing to say, put in quotations today. It's quick quotes. It's quick quotes. When we do it at the live show, this will be crazy. Let's see how brave you'll fucking be in the live show. You actually have to, like, sign it and be there in person. This will be fascinating. Spread your legs for Danny. I want you on your knees, waiting, when I walk in the door tonight. Open wide. Have I got a surprise for you. Neil. You are daddy's slutty good girl. Say it. Please. 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 <laughs> Please? Please. <laughs> you think I'm bluffing? Do I look like I'm joking? Oh, baby girl, that pout is adorable. Let me kiss it better. Nod. Your head for me, kitten. Well, darling, don't you look as lovelier than a sunset? Feeling brave, are you? Harder, mistress. I'm so naughty. Peach? I could eat a peach for hours. Crawl to me, kitten. Danny needs to use your pretty little mouth. Time for my harem girl to meet me in my zen room. I love the way your breathing changes right before you come. Don't kiss me. Make me bite my lip. Don't you wish this was for you instead of your sister? You dirty, dirty little girl. Honey? You are going to bite harder, or I will. Being the sweetest baby girl ever, that's a pattern. Kitten, I'm so proud of you. All the pretties for my pretty.
dip a finger in. Get a little taste. Why, hello, darling. Hey, you a sight for sore eyes. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. What can I do to please you, princess? You really think you can take me on? I wonder how you dress me up. And then I wonder how you dress me down. Love and law share the same unmade bed. All I need is your sweet mouth. Sometimes I just want to treat you like a princess and be gentle. But other times I want to fuck you until you're all used up with a tearful eye. Be a good girl now and let daddy fuck your mouth. Unbutton, unzip, unclip, untie, undo, undress. I don't dress to impress. I undress to impress. And now, something just a little bit sexy. She leans into my hand, and her lips part the slightest bit. I crack. I slam my mouth into hers. I don't take my time. I don't ease into it. My lips crush hers, and I kiss her as if it's all I've wanted to do since the first time I saw her slide out from under a car in my garage. I grab her face clasping her cheeks roughly as I back her up into the challenger and shove her against the hood. Her hands slide up my chest and lust licks my veins. She travels higher, roping her fingers in my hair and then tugging on the strands to bring my mouth even closer to her. Such a hungry little thing. I close her mouth getting drunk on her cinnamon taste, craving more of it. Jamming my thigh against hers, I push her legs open. I want to mark her. I want her to smell like me. I want her to wear the evidence of this moment all over her body. I drag my fingers through her hair, yanking it. She emits a needy gasp. So fucking pretty, I growl, as I bring my mouth down on that delicious neck. I kiss the column of her throat so hard I'm sure there will be a sandpaper trail from my stubble on her delicate skin. And she doesn't seem to mind at all. She moans as I bring my mouth down on the hollow of her throat. Whatever grasp I have on common sense unravels in each rough press of my mouth to her neck. I bite and I suck and I devour her neck, keeping her hair wrapped tightly in my fist. I grab her chin roughly in my hand and meet her eyes. They're dazed, glossy. She's panting. 
You're fucking driving me crazy, I mutter, and you're nothing but a cruel bastard, she says, narrowing her eyes as she scrapes at my hair again with her fingers. The lion in her is fierce tonight. She drags her hands over my t-shirt, lingering on my pecs. You need to take this off for now for being such a complete ass. I grip the back of my shirt, yanking it off. Her mouth falls open into the sexiest expression I've ever seen. You're so... She doesn't finish the thought. She runs her fingers over my bare skin. And then my arms... Her nails travel along my bicep. Her fingertips light me up. They send electricity everywhere. I tug at the waistband of her jeans. They are really fucking inconvenient. I tug at the waistband of her jeans. These are really fucking inconvenient, Haley. Why? Her voice is feathery. I bring my mouth to her ear, nip the earlobe, and whisper, because I'm going to fuck you right now. Because I'm going to fuck you and make you come hard, and you need to take off these stupid jeans. I back up and rustle around in my back pocket and wallet. I flip open and grab a condom. She unzips her jeans and shimmies them down her ass. She slides her black panties down the leg, and I can't fucking breathe for a second. She's so fucking wet and beautiful. Jesus Christ, her pussy's divine, pink and slick and utterly fucking enticing, like the most delicious dessert I've ever seen. I can't resist. I have to eat dessert first. I scoop my hands under her thighs, spreading them, and I bring my face between her legs. She moans as I slide my tongue down her wetness. Her hands grip my head. She digs her nails in, and I love it. One more lick, up and up, and then I suck on that delicious rise of her clit. It's so hard and soaked, and she jerked against me as I feast on it. A long, low moan comes from her mouth. It's my name. A long, feral noise comes from her mouth. It sounds like, please. Ordinarily, I'd tease her, make her beg. But for all the intents and purposes, she is already. Besides, just in this second, I have no tolerance for games. Not hers. And not my own. All I want now is to have her. I lick my way back up to her pussy to her clit, sucking on that little hard diamond of pleasure until she bucks against my mouth. She chants my name. She grips my hair. She rocks against me. Her fingers tighten against my skull, and then she fucks my face on the hood of the car until she comes in under two minutes. I was wrong when I imagined how good you'd taste. I am nothing but pride and desire as I strength as I straighten, unzip my jeans, and take out my cock. You taste even better. I grab the condom and roll it on as she comes down from her high. And you come fast, tiger. 
guess what? Guess what I want to do to you? You asshole, she says sharply as she grabs my cock and drives me right into the promised land. I'm so glad you hate me so much, I say, as I rub my head against her slippery entrance. Why? Because it'll be that much better when you say my name again and come a second time. I have no problem filling her up all the way. She grips my shoulders, holding on as she rocks her pelvis up on my cock. I bet you come first, she says, in a challenging dare. I already came. I grab her chin as I ease back out. And you fucking will again, I say through gritted teeth. I doubt it. First was a fluke. It's been a long time, like I said. I grab her thighs, yank her closer, and punch her hips into her Oh, God, she gasps. You're so fucking wet. And you've only come for me once. I drive into her again, and another sharp intake of air is her response. What made you so wet, kitten, I ask, riling her up. She shuts her eyes and bites her lip. I slide back out of her, inch by inch, just so the tip is in her. What's got you so turned on? She moans like a protest. Was it the way I ate you out and made you come in less than two minutes? I rock back and forth, filling her to the hilt and letting a jolt of the heat rocket over her skin. Oh, wait, I say, whispering roughly in her ear. Was it how I kissed you before I even took your clothes off? Was it that I made you so fucking turned on you came in seconds? Her eyelids flutter closed. I grab her hips and angle her up so that my cock slides against her clit as I fuck her with long, deep strokes that seem to drive her wild. She can't answer me. She only moans and groans. Tell me, what made you so wet, kitten? I drop my hands between her legs and I rub her clit. She lets out the longest, sexiest sound. Oh, God. I slide out so I'm barely in her at all. And she shakes. Say it. Say it was the way I kissed you, I command, as I rub circles over her clit. A tremble spreads over her body and watching it overtake her from her chest down to her belly is breathtaking. She's beautiful and sexy, and trying so hard not to give in to everything she feels. I swivel my hips and pound into her. Your mouth, she shouts at last. Oh, God, it was your mouth. It was the way you kissed me. It's how I want to be kissed. I freeze with my cock buried deep inside her. Say how much... You want me, I tell her, my voice rough and husky. She whimpers. Say it, and I'll make you come so fucking hard. I promise. She cries out in frustration, her fists smacking my chest. Open your eyes, I tell her, and she does. I stare into those little brown irises. Say you want me, because I fucking want you so much. Something in her bursts free. She loops her hands around my neck. I want you, I want you so much, she shouts, and then I give it to her, fucking her through her orgasm as she cries out in bliss. She's limp, fucked within an inch of her life, but I'm not done. I tug her off the car, pull out, spin her around, hands on the hood, kitten, I say, and she listens, flattening her back and spreading her palms across all that yellow mess. She lays her cheek on the challenger and looks back at me with dazed, lust-filled eyes. 
I run my hand down one bare cheek, and I shove into her hot, tight pussy once more. I pump into her, gripping her hips, until it's my turn. I groan as my orgasm barrels down my spine, speeds speeds through my body, and seizes me. I gently flip her over, pull her back against my bare chest, and give her a soft, gentle, loving kiss on her swollen lips. I get out of my truck, shut the door, and walk toward the front door. I find it is unlocked. The next thing I see is Valentine standing in the middle of the living room, wearing that short little robe I'd seen her in the last week when I'd stopped by Sarah's and caught her like that. Her eyes go to my gun belt in my hand, and she arches an eyebrow. You should probably take those handcuffs off your belt. My hand effectively unsnaps the leather tab and holds them there. The gun belt falls to the floor, and I'm left twirling the cuffs around my index finger. These what you're looking for? Oh, yeah. She purrs and nods. And then my knees almost buckle when she undoes the belt at her waist and lets the robe slither off her shoulders and to the ground. My mouth starts to fucking water, and I walk toward her like a zombie, intent to drop to my knees and tongue into her. But she stops me when I'm about a foot away and holds her hands in front of her. I stare at them in slight confusion, but then she says just two words and my brain almost short circuits. Cuff me. Fuck. I thought I was hard before, but now it was like my cock was going to rip apart my zipper. How do you want it? I asked her softly. Valentine smirks slightly and takes the cuffs out of my hands. She runs the cool finger. Uh, she runs her index finger over the cool metal, studying it for a moment before lifting her eyes to mine. She pushes the cuffs back to me and says, You cuff me however you want. And once the cuffs go on, you're in control. You do whatever you want to me. And I mean anything. Turn around, I tell her gruffly, and put your hands behind your back. Valentine lets out a tiny moan as she turns for me, bringing her hands behind her. I admire the swell of her ass as I lock the cuffs around her wrists, and this time I make them snug. Fuck me to hell. She moans even harder when I do that. Bringing my arms around her, I palm her breasts, massaging them for a moment while I try to calm myself. Valentine's head falls back on my shoulder, and she tries to grab at my crotch with her cuffed hand. Chuckling, I release my hold and push her away. Hands to yourself, baby. She giggles, and without turning around to whisper to me, what about my mouth? Yeah. That right there is what I probably need to take the edge off. Then Valentine turns around to me, practically purrs. What about my throat? I'm really good with my throat. If she is trying to incite me to become a sex-crazed fiend, she just did it. I put my hands on her shoulders and pull her along with me as I walk backward to the couch. 
When my calves bump into it, I roughly work at my button and zipper, groaning in relief when I can pull my cock out, not bothering to do anything more than pushing my pants and briefs down to just past my balls. She watches me with hungry eyes, and the minute my dick is free, she looks up at me. Her expression is filled with excitement and challenge. She's not even touched me with her mouth yet, but I know... This is going to be the best I've ever had. Period. End of story. Her hand circles my cock, and I squeeze her hard, trying to stave off the intense buildup of lust and need to come. I push my hand up and slide it past her head and force that little dribble of pre-cum to slide down my shaft. My other hand goes to top of her head, but I need to ask her one question first. Are you sure? She nods. God, yes, I'm sure. I just push down her head, and she lowers to her knees, her face coming level with my cock. Lick it, I tell her hoarsely. And she leans forward, and that pretty pink tongue comes out and laps up the precum. Licks it off, only to have more dribbling out. With a hum of appreciation, she opens her mouth, takes just the head of my cock into her mouth, and sucks me hard. Christ, that feels good, I mutter, and my eyes fall closed as she alternates between sucking and licking all around the head, most often playing attention to that sweetly sensitive spot just under the head. I could fucking come just from her doing this. Then... She opens her mouth a bit and pulls me in further until I nudge up against the back of her throat. She doesn't gag, but pulls off smoothly, only to take me back in again. My eyes open up and I bend my head to look at her, taking me in and out. My cock wet with her saliva and her full lips sliding deliciously against me. Her eyes are closed and her face looks like she's in rapture. On her knees, handcuffed and taking my cock in her mouth, she is turned the fuck on. I want to reach down and slip my fingers into her pussy right now just to see how much. I'm almost on the verge of doing that, dragging her to the couch with me so I can get her off with my fingers while she sucks me off. But then her eyes open, and she looks at me with the clearest, brightest green eyes I've ever seen. And they're trying to tell me something. She wants something. Up to that point, I hadn't moved my hips, letting her take her time to feel the full of me and set her limits. With my dick lodged halfway in her mouth, I swear I can feel her lips curve into a smile as she stares up at me before taking a deep breath through her nose. And then I almost pass out when she surges forward on my cock, taking me deeper than ever. She just smirks at me and says, I told you, I'm really good with my throat. I wasn't ready for that, I said in a hoarse voice, my legs actually shaking, my balls aching. You ready now? Her eyes sparkle with erotic challenge. I answer by feeding my cock back into her mouth and gently taking her by her head again. Our eyes lock, and I make my first tentative move of my hips, only enough to nudge the back of her throat. She growls at me and sends a treasure, a tremor of pleasure straight through my balls. 
She takes a breath. I press forward slowly, and she swallows the head of my cock when it reaches the back of her mouth, sucking me right down her throat. My hips move faster as I fuck her face, that mouth mostly her throat. My balls drop painfully tight, and I know I'm going to come. I barely hold it off, but I finally let it go just as I'm pushing back in for the last time. I jet out viciously, first onto her tongue, and then thrust in, and then again down her throat as she swallows me for the last time, moaning her extreme appreciation for the gift I've given her. And what a fucking gift she's given me. She slides off my shaft, and legs give way, causing me to fall back on the couch. As she kneels before me with her hands cuffed behind her back, I look at her with complete disbelief and complete disbelief and awareness that I am with the most sexy, erotic woman I've ever known in my life. And I can't wait to find out all the other things we're going to do to each other. Bryn headed for the shower. You're well aware there's a water shortage in England, right? I asked as I stepped in behind her, all slick with body wash and hot water, making me crazed as usual. She turned, reaching for the shampoo, and gave me a thorough looking over. I think I've seen the reports on the news, yes. So I figure we should share the water whenever it's convenient. I see she said slowly, trailing her eyes downward to my awakening cock. And you think right now is convenient? Extremely convenient. Then by all means be my guest. She moved out of the spray so I could move under it. Oh, I'm going to need you closer than that if we're going to get the full benefit of sharing the water, baby. Is this close enough? She took a step, the slight of her flushed, wet skin making my mouth water in anticipation of getting a taste. No. I shook my head. You're miles away from me. I thought you liked to look at me, she said coyly. Oh, I do, baby, very much. I nodded. But I do like to look at you and touch you at the same time, best of all. She took another step which brought her within a couple of inches, our bodies aligned but still not touching, the hot water streaming down in the small space that separated our bodies. I savored the moment of erotic heat that swirled between us, the anticipation of what was coming, because I knew I'd be devouring her with all of my senses. Very soon. But you're only looking at me and not touching, she whispered, how come? Oh, I will, baby. I will. I brought her mouth to my neck, and I inhaled the scent of her skin, the soap and the water all mixed together in a heady elixir that only got me hotter. How badly do you want to be touched? Very badly. There was nothing headier than knowing that she wanted this with me. I pressed my lips to the spot just below her ear and felt a delicious shiver from her. Here? I asked. Yes. 
She arched backwards slightly, causing the tips of her hard nipples to graze the skin just below my chest. Or maybe here is better? I licked down from her neck, dragging my tongue over her delicious skin, trailing lower to meet her on her hardened nipple, just begging to be sucked. Ah, yes, she shuddered, pushing up on her toes, bringing that beautiful, soft, pink flesh to the edge of my lips. I flicked out my tongue and licked just the tip and heard her moan, the softest sound in response. She started to lift her arms to me, and I quickly backed off. No. I shook my head. No touching me, baby. This is all for you. Put your hands out and press back against the title, and stay like that for me. I could see the rise and fall of her breasts as she breathed at me, her eyes sparking a grayish green that reminded me of the color of the sea of our run that morning. She moved into position and tilted her head back as well, waiting on me for the next command, watching her submit to my direction. I did something, and it did something to me. These games we played were like nothing I'd ever experienced before with another person. They also pushed me into realms of emotion I'd never desired before with anyone else, either. Just her. Only Bryn got me to this place. You're so fucking sexy right now. She shivered and then teased her hips as I said the words, flaring her eyes at me with more than a little frustration. I moved back towards her again and watched her shake a little more and breathe heavier. Please. Please what, baby? Please what? I asked again before flicking the tip of her other nipple with my tongue. I need you to touch me, she whispered softly. I licked her nipple again, this time swirling around the dark tip in a circle. Like that? More than that. She panted, fighting to keep her hands flat under the shower tile. I moved to her other breast and plucked it hard into my mouth, finishing with a little pinch of teeth over her nipple. She went rigid underneath my touch and gasped out the loveliest sexual cry I'd ever heard. Soft and abandoned, and beautiful. That's the sound I want to hear out of your sweet mouth, baby. I want to hear that from you again, and again, and again. Can you make that sound for me one more time? I clamped down onto her other nipple in the same way with my mouth and slid my free right hand in between her legs, Oh, fuck, you're so slippery, baby. Let me hear you. I worked over her silk cleft, sliding back and forth on her clit until she melted there against the shower wall for me in perfect sexual submission. She made the sound for me again, too. I kept my hand under her pussy and my eyes on her face, watching every exquisite flutter an undulation of her body as I made her orgasm. After a moment, she lifted slow eyes to mine and kept them there. That was fucking beautiful to watch, I said, 
she whispered, gripping around my cock and bringing it to my side against her slippery, hot heaven between her legs. Say it with words. I pulled my hips back. You do? I pressed inward, sliding my length back and forth across her pussy lips, working up a nice friction for me, and round two for her. Yes, please, she begged. But you are a bad girl. You took your hands off the wall. I told you to keep them there, I said, still stroking in and out through her slick folds. Sorry, I just couldn't. You're so impatient, baby. I know. What do you want from me now? I asked, my mouth at her neck, my cock still moving slowly down below. I want you to fuck me and make me come again. She said it so soft, so pleading, like she really would be hurting if I didn't fuck her. It flipped a switch in me when she said it like that. Gave me permission to take her further than we'd done anything before. To get more out of her. It was the best feeling ever. In the whole goddamn world. Put your arms around my neck and hold on. I gripped under each of her thighs and lifted her up. Wrap them around me, baby, so I can give you what you want. She pressed her legs around my hips and her back up against the tile. Say my name. Yes, my beauty. She panted at me. You look so beautiful. You look so beautiful, waiting for me to fuck you up against the shower wall. You look to be fucked on all fours, don't you? You love to be fucked against walls, don't you? Her eyes flared in her eyes and rocked back and forth, spread her hips wide against me in frustration. Yes. I'll tell you a little secret, baby. What? She protested, totally out of patience with me. She yelped as she took me inside, her eyes rolling back inside her for an instant. I love fucking you against walls. I pounded her hard, the tight squeeze of her cunt pulsing around my cock, sending me reeling in a haze of instant pleasure so intense I didn't know how long I could hold on. I wanted it to last forever. Remember the night I fucked you against the wall in your flat? I gritted out. You felt so good. And you feel so fucking good now. And what did I tell you to call me that night, baby? What did I tell you? Her eyes flashed and hooded with pleasure, stabbed me hard like my cock was stabbing into her pussy. Then I'm yours, she breathed. Yes, you are. I started adding a little circular twist to my strokes and felt her inner muscles grip tighter. And now you're going to come all over me one more Time. Bryn tensed hard and felt spasms start within her depths, milking my cock for everything she could. Oh, fuck yes. She shuddered beneath me and began to make those soft sounds I love to hear out of her. The ones that make me sore. And just like that, she came utterly undone in my arms as I speared into her with hot water streaming over us both. I watched her eyes widen as the climax hit her, loving the knowledge I made it happen. And then the glorious rise and crash of my own release as I blasted out of me 
and into her. I grazed over her neck with my tongue and wrought the last bit of pleasure out between us, finding her mouth and kissing her deep. If there was a way to crawl up inside her, then I was there. She opened her eyes slowly, so beautiful in her post-orgasm haze, giving me a sleepy smile. There she is, I said. I pulled out of Bryn slowly, relishing even that final slide of sensation, feeling the pang of loss, because it was so good being inside her. She settled on her feet and wrapped her arms around me. We stood under the spray for a couple of minutes. I turned off the water and stepped out to grab towels, and she let me dry her off. The end.